Hi, I'm Doug. And I'm David. And we are Beyond Hungry. Uh, it's It's been a while, David. We haven't done this in a bit. Uh, we, we've been on a bit of a break, uh, but we are really excited uh, to share with you uh, what's coming up for season two. And, and David, do you want to tell them what's in store for them today? Yes. So towards the end of season one, you know, we got curious as the holidays approaching of what the holidays look like. And, you know, most of the people that you guys are going to hear are the people we're going to have for season two that's going to be coming up. So get excited. You know, the holiday, you know, Thanksgiving just happened and Christmas and Hanukkah are just around the corner. So I can't wait to hear what people have going for the holidays. How was your Thanksgiving, David? What was on what was on your table? Uh, we had Give us a tur- glimpse. Paint us a picture. <laughs> so we had turkey. We had like a kind of like a traditional, you know, the the rock was it the Rockwell? The Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving. The Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving. You know, had turkey. Uh, mashed potatoes, Brussels sprouts, cranberry sauce, stuffing. Of course, you got to have stuffing and some green beans. How about yeah. yourself? I mean, I, I have to say that I did go pretty traditional as well. I mean, it just being the two of us. And I, I think it was just you and Megan, right? Yes. He, keep it, keeping it you know small because of COVID and, and the giant spike that's happening here in the Midwest and, I mean, to be honest, across the country. Uh, we opted for just a chicken, <laughs> uh, which is plenty because we still have leftover chicken uh, sitting in our fridge. Uh, we did, uh, we tried to go a little bit healthier, a, a cauliflower mashed potatoes just to like lighten it up a yeah. little bit. Uh, we did a nice uh, th- uh, three sisters kind of succotash dish with uh, squash and, and beans and, and hominy. And then, um, you know, some, some gravy here, um, some green bean casserole. I had a lot of fun making that from scratch, making cream of mushroom soup. And uh, it was a good time. And then some stuffing from Shelby's family recipe, uh, okay. trying to nail that, uh, which, was, which was pretty good. So pretty traditional, but... Um, do kind of wish maybe I'd gone a little colored a little bit outside the lines this year. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what Christmas will be. Maybe that's what the rest of the holiday meals will be is I'll, I'll, I'll experiment a little bit more. Now is the, is this like, were you still in line of what you normally have for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, we've been over at Shelby's, uh, place, her family, uh, for Thanksgiving in years past. And it's, that's also like pretty traditional, and so, um, but this is the first time we've, we've had to kind of cook everything ourselves. Um, which is, is that true for you as well? Did, was this the first time you and Megan have like done the whole thing for yourselves? <laughs> yes. This is like the first time we've ever cooked even like the, a main dish, even like a main side. Usually, yeah. you know, we go visit family, we'll provide like a small side or like by dessert and we just help out with like setup and cleaning and stuff like that to get everything ready. But this is the first time from, you know, main dish to the side. <laughs> we bought we bought dessert, you know, to keep it simple. You know, this is the first time like I fully had a traditional Thanksgiving. So I didn't really go outside the lines as far as trying to introduce something different. I was like, you know what? Like this is my first time making a turkey. This is my first right. time having, you know, a traditional stereotypical Thanksgiving. So why not go all out? We did buy a small turkey. Uh-huh. And we still have a lot of turkey, kind of like you have 
chicken you know we have a lot of turkey left <laughs> yeah no i love that i mean like if you're if your normal thanksgiving isn't the the standard one that everyone kind of thinks about the standard american then like then executing on that for yourselves for the very first time is coloring outside of the lines so that's that's awesome it's good to hear that um I don't know. What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking for, for Christmas or the holidays or anything like that for the rest of this? The next big meal is that, do you think you're, you're going to go? Cause for some people it's the same thing, right? It's just the same meal over again. Yeah. They repeat it. But like, that, I don't know. Is that true for you? I think like some people, I feel like they alternate, you know, they have Turkey or they have ham. Oh yeah, that's it. true. Or, you know, people going with a prime rib. I've seen a lot of people going oh, with prime rib. That is a, that is a, that is a good move. I have not tried that one uh, for myself yet, but I like it. Well, I mean, let's 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 put it this way, David. What do you think of traditional Thanksgiving dinner? What do I think of it? I enjoy yeah, like, it. I mean, yeah, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's very. You know, we wanted to have more vegetables. Luckily, you, <laughs> I mean, as much as you did, because I'm more right. jealous of that. But it's. Uh, I think next time, definitely amp up the the vegetable instead of all the carbs all the meat yeah. and carbs oh man options. so many carbs uh, it's the best part but it's also <laughs> yeah i don't cook turkey a lot right in a mm -hmm. year so then you have this one time and you're like oh my god should i experiment is it going to come out dry should i try this new thing is this really going to work and then it's like all this pressure on it and now i understand that so now i'm like do i ever want to do a turkey ever again like I, I get it, it's the symbolism. It's also like, you know, it's in season. But it's like I I know how to cook a chicken. And a lot of people was like, Well, you cook the turkey the same way you do a chicken. You treat it the no. same way, it's just a bigger bird. But the bigger bird part messes everything up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it throws everyone's formula off. You you have to cook it very differently than you would a chicken because it's just like three to four times larger. It's crazy. So I think I enjoyed making the turkey. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I try to be as respectful as I can to to giving it the attention it deserves. But I think in the future, once we get to have like family and friends over, mm -hmm. I don't want to have the added pressure on myself <laughs> if the turkey does not come out. Like if it's dry and I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to serve this. I'd rather stick to something that's like, I'd rather serve three, three chickens instead of one turkey. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Some, someday I'll, I'll probably have to tackle the turkey myself. Until then, I'm, I'm okay with chicken or letting someone else handle it. But that's okay. We can, we can, we can avoid those responsibilities a little bit longer, David. So real quick, I want to talk about like, the turkey. Yeah. So ever think about like cooking the turkey in separate parts? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what a lot of actually like I I, I see a lot of people doing that, especially this year, uh, just because it's it's it makes so much sense. it's such a big bird and like all the parts of the turkey cook at different times and so like it makes sense to section the bird up so like what i did for my chicken which i i, I try to do for chickens anyway is like i spatchcocked it so it's just the heat it just heats more evenly that way and mm -hmm. so for a turkey like you can do that but you can also just section the bird off and then put them in at different temperatures or different times and, and you can cook things that way and you can you can kind of work that out it's it's a little potentially a little more work in terms of like you just kind of have to process things a little bit more but i imagine it's a lot more reliable in terms of you know being able to nail that perfect texture and like you know moistness that you want out of like really really good turkey i do say 
what I do miss about other Thanksgivings is that you do have the help of people creating other dishes and, mm. you know, going back to our first, uh, person on, on this holiday special, you know, this is, uh, from season one, Sammy Mila and talks about sharing the duties of creating multiple dishes for the holidays. Let's hear it. What does the dinner table look like at the holidays? I think uh, both David and I have talked to a lot of guests. And then I think we, a lot of us have acknowledged that some of us have like regular Thanksgiving, like the kind that you would see in like a Norman Rockwell painting. Um, but then some of us have like a slightly modified Thanksgiving that incorporates some of the dishes from the cultures of our parents and things like that. So we, we always like to ask like, what's on the table during the holidays? If I had one word to describe it, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like everyone, we kind of talk about it in advance a little bit and I'm just kind of like, all right, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. Who's making what? I'm going to write it down. So we don't have everyone making crab ragoons all at the same time. So let's just figure this out. So everyone's just kind of like, let's do this. Let's do that. And then on that same chalkboard, I just put the dish and who's making it. And then I come in and kind of fill in the gaps just because I know I'm a little bit more flexible than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I have an aunt that will always make green bean casserole. My mother always makes the turkey. And then it's my job to be like, well, we don't have any mashed potatoes, so I'm going to do that. We don't have dessert. I'll do that and I'll do that. And then I just kind of go and fill in the blanks after everyone has picked their dish. How does your mom make her turkey? That's a huge responsibility. Oh man, I don't know what come over, what came over her or how this all started, but she is like a mad woman when it comes to this bird, and mm-hmm. I expect the hell out of her. She, so I feel like a lot of people now are familiar with stuffed chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you take the two main bones out of the flat part of the wing, and then you stuff it with, you know, pork or some kind of filling then you fry it or you boil it, you grill it, whatever. And then you bite and it's just kind of like this turducken kind of feeling of like chicken and then pork and then whatever it's seasoned with. So imagine that, but in a bird. (laughs) So my dear mother will take the whole turkey, debone the whole thing. She then fills the bird with egg roll stuffing. So if you imagine your typical egg roll stuffing with like the ground pork, dehydrated mushrooms, glass noodles, cabbage, and then she throws like a couple of cans of quail eggs in there just to be fancy. And then <laughs> she rolls the whole thing back up, ties it up like a giant turkey roast thing, and then cooks that all the way through. Oh my God. That sounds delicious. It is crazy. It is crazy. And it's like, everyone loves it. And it's so good. It's like, it's super juicy. And it's just like a bunch of different flavor profiles in your mouth. And it is like, we don't even, we don't even discuss turkey when it comes to Thanksgiving. We just know that she's just going to make it. No one talks about it. It's just like, all right, who's making what? Mom equals turkey. Like every year. (laughs) Wow. So that's, that's, that's a pretty insane like holiday spread I think I mean there are just like so many people that are involved in Sammy's you know like holiday meals I, I'm trying to think like is that is that what it's like when you go home for the holidays David it's like a bunch of aunts and uncles and 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 people like that all doing all in the kitchen all doing different things 
for my family, well, my sister, we you know we send out a list of who's going to do what. Usually, like you know, you have a list. Sister. So that's how you figure out who's well, doing what. It's more like I text my sister and be like, you know, <laughs> what, what do you need? And she'd be like, we need a side, and be like, oh, all right, okay. we provide a side. And then essentially everyone like brings in whether they go to Popeyes and bring something or. You know, that's, that's my brother, like my brother-in-law's mom makes her dish. My mom makes her side, and then we just bring it. So like, not many people like earn a kitchen. Like, no one uses the kitchen at my sister's. I see. Um, but at Megan's family's, we have. I think it's essentially two aunts. You know, they they do most of the cooking, mm. and then my part of it is like. Hey David, go to this restaurant and pick up this order, and I'll go to this other restaurant and pick up this order. Ooh. And while you're there, go to the grocery store to pick up this. And like, it's a lot of like moving pieces, so it's a little, little different. How about you? I mean, I, I think it's yeah. I mean, when we've done it over at Shelby, is just her mom cooks everything. Uh, I, I think we take turns in like the after like Thanksgiving meals, like lunch the next day or maybe the breakfast the next day. Someone might take that on uh, or other pieces like that. Uh, my parents don't really do much for Thanksgiving. So like there's not a whole lot there to, <laughs> to contend with my mom. If we're there, then my mom will just cook everything as well. And so we don't really have to like organize around things. But I, I imagine when when everyone is helping out in those kind of like large family situations, it can get a little bit complicated. So so you're basically just there, there. Someone is like dispatching orders out to you to tell you what to bring or to tell whoever what to bring or it's either established you know, they always bring this or they always bring that. I mean, have you ever run into like a situation where like two people have brought the same thing? So growing up, like my mom just made everything. She just said so she made a turkey and she would just make a lot of Mexican rice and we just had mole, mm-hmm. right? We'll oh. have mole, turkey and rice. And, that sounds really good. <laughs> and then once like that just became the standard and then everything else was more of like if people wanted to bring like fried chicken or Mm-hmm. We started having lasagna. Like me, my my sister really enjoys having lasagna at at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that was just added. Like mm-hmm. you know, this is the core. If you want to bring other stuff, you bring it. Like if we if if people bring you know chicken twice, it's it is it's what it is. Deal. Okay, but they kind of know that. Hey, the turkey and the rice and the mole are gonna be there. Okay, can we talk about this lasagna situation? I have not never heard of of lasagna at a holiday meal. I think it's because it's lasagna. If you think as a like a dish, when you make it, it's enough for a lot of people. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like so, any kind of like casserole, it's a it's a it's a good sharing. Yeah, yeah so I think plate. if anything, lasagna is like perfect for holidays. Like, there's really Gosh. no need to make it during the week or in any other point of time because you're always right. gonna have a lot of it. You make yeah. one tray, and that tray is enough to be aside for twelve people. That's that you know that that that's true. I I that I might have to uh, work lasagna maybe into my my Christmas dinner this year. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk with Jen Bacom. She is the founder, owner, uh, head chef, whatever you want to call her, of Savid, uh, which is a ghost kitchen or virtual restaurant or what have you, operating out of the Mickle Center uh, in Sherman Hill in Des Moines. And uh, she is going to talk about what's on her table uh, when she's with her family. Uh, during the holidays it's like a hodgepodge of like everything so we have <laughs> your your like traditional um thanksgiving dishes and then you have a little bit of like cultural dishes as well so everyone kind of has like a 
like a thing that they bring every year. So yeah. my parents are usually in charge of like the turkey, the ham, and then my mom's um, she makes this uh, chicken uh, mac and cheese casserole. What? Yeah, and <laughs> that sounds I so good. Her, like full pans. She makes like two like full pans of these, and the <laughs> kids like love it. And well, us adults love it too. <laughs> Especially like a bunch of like sriracha and crushed red pepper. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, and then my aunt, uh, Natha, so Na means, by the way, Na means uh, aunt in um, Taitum. Mm. So that's why you might, you might hear me say Na a lot, but uh, Na, Natha, um, she would bring her, her garlic mash. Um, my aunt, Nafoy, she, she's into desserts, so she would bring her, uh, her pies. But the pies, she would actually, <laughs> she didn't like to make the pies, though. She would get the pies from Perkins. Um, <laughs> They have good pies there, you know. They do. It's great. I love it. Can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. And then she'd also bring her little mini cheesecakes. And um, uh, there's like a a Thai um, dessert with like Mm. tapioca stuff, balls, and like a melon corn with like, yeah, it's so refreshing. Um, So she does that a lot. Um, My aunt, Nyong, she usually brings like the green bean casserole. Aunt Moy usually does like a culture dish like like Nam Khao. So Nam Khao is like a Laotian and Thai rice dish. And it's made from um, deep fried red rice, like croquettes that are, oh. it's then crushed afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's like that texture of like uh, the rice with a mixture of the fresh herbs, a little lime juice, a little bit of fish sauce, grated coconut, sometimes chopped peanuts, and somu. So that's something that she would bring to Thanksgiving quite a bit. And then you eat it as, we eat it as a wrap usually. So mm. we would have um, lettuce with like some cilantro, and then you can add the peanut on top of the, the, the rice. And it's just, <clears throat> with the the lettuce it's very very refreshing that sounds amazing so i think it does yeah and like having a lot of like vegetables like in our with our meals i yeah. think that's why i kind of grew to really like vegetables too is because we always have some kind of vegetable on the table you know yeah i i think that's like one thing that i, I definitely notice is like standard thanksgiving doesn't have maybe a lot of vegetables no. so i think i think having that balance i know it sounds weird to most people but like yeah like i i it, it, I, I would not mind that i think i would enjoy that a lot so, so wait what is it what do you bring what are you responsible for so my cousins and i usually um do a lot of like the side dishes and each year i kind of like try to try to mix it up i mm-hmm. think the last time I brought the carrot soup, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done different types of deviled eggs. I've done, but even though my cousin Mikey, he usually, he's in charge of the deviled eggs usually. His mm-hmm. are delish. Um, but I like to kind of mix up and I made like a smoked salmon one. Ooh. Um, of course, roasted vegetables. Last year, actually, I did one of the turkeys. And oh, wow. Yeah. That was really good. I don't know. Like each year, I, we just kind of we just kind of switch switch it up. Yeah. Oh, the stuffed mushrooms. Love stuffed mushrooms. So I usually just do a lot of the side dishes because 
you know, our moms usually take care of like the big stuff. <laughs> I mean, that you, sounds like an amazing Thanksgiving or, does. or holiday meal. Like, well, I'm not sure how this thing, this year's Thanksgiving is going to look like with everything, but yeah. let's say if it's normal, yeah. um, do you think, do you feel that there'll be a little bit of a expectation of, of on your part of like, Oh, Sveed is now like, you know, you, we have, a, we have a little chef, like you think this would be like you're gonna move like to the main dish main dish uh, level oh I don't know I kind of hope they ask me to do one of the turkeys because mm. I actually really I really enjoyed that like just basting it every hour just kind of babysitting it make like just watch your masterpiece become a masterpiece um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that yeah I'm hoping that uh they ask me to do the turkey, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. They probably will expect me to do a salad though. And I feel like they're probably going to ask me for one of my soups, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't mind. Cause I can just put it in the crock pot. Super easy. So Doug, what's the vegetable situation in your at your Thanksgiving or for Christmas? I know you talked earlier about having cauliflower mashed potatoes and stuff, but yeah. is it the same? I mean, I, I would say it's not the same, but it's it's just it's different enough that it's novel to me. It's interesting. Uh, like I, it still feels very carby. It still has kind of that same texture. Uh, you can still kind of whip it. And you can still like put a dent in it and throw gravy on it. And so like for for all those like for all intents and purposes, like I, I think it works pretty well. I think you know some purists will obviously not like it, but it was just a way to like make Thanksgiving a little let less gut busty. <laughs> like it was just <laughs> like I, I I I'm trying to be better about like about these like high holidays where I end up just like eating everything on sight and then feeling awful. So we're, we're trying something where we like are just trying to like back off from that line of being too full and just be like content with what we've eaten. So, you know, that's part of the reason why we did that. You know, the, the three sisters thing that I, that I kind of talked about earlier with the, the hominy and the, and the beans and, um, and squash, that was something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I actually took that um, or adapted that from a cookbook that I received as a gift a while ago called The Sous Chef, which is all about uh, indigenous mm-hmm. cooking, uh, especially within the Midwest, oh. which I think is interesting. I think the author is out of like Minnesota and, and South Dakota awesome. and, and other places. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping to make a, a more, you know, honest attempt at it soon. Oh, one thing I didn't mention is I actually decided to have a soup this year. So I did this like bean and kale... Uh, and bacon soup with like chicken broth and stuff like that. It was just something nice to kind of offset things. Yeah, I, do you have soup at Thanksgiving? I, I certainly never have soup at Thanksgiving, but it was just something that was just like it was a little a little bit lighter than chowing down on ten kinds of carbs. I'm trying to think. Actually, yes. So Megan's family has a wonton soup. What? Oh, that sounds so good. Yes, I was gonna say we don't, but I forget. There's just so much food. I'm trying to go through the list of it. <laughs> It was just it was just nice to have something that wasn't super filling uh, to kind of like dip back into every once in a while. So. So this is a perfect segue to one of our other guests that's coming out for season two is Lissa Wade, which is the owner and founder of Veggie Thumper. It's a food truck or may I say it's a food bus 
that is posted usually at the Ace Hardware University or the Franklin High School on Forest and 42nd. Or you can, you can, you know, go on social and find what she's posted. But she focuses on vegan cuisine and it's amazing. It's so good. It's so, so good. Okay, when my grandmother took care of it, yes, because she was a home ec teacher. Ah. Mm. Um, so that it was probably very similar to Rockwell once um, I started on Thanksgiving. The first year I had to cook was a few days after my dad died. And it was a mess because there were so many people here. So I did like Cornish hens. They're probably slightly undercooked <laughs> and stuffing. And then um, moving forward as we eliminated meat, sweet potato rolls, hands down. Sweet, sweet potato, potato rolls. rolls. Yeah. I make a tasty roll. Um, gosh, every year I think my menu changes a bit. I love Brussels sprouts and green beans. So there'll be something green. Maybe it'll be peas. Who knows? Like, like I said, this year I'm just kind of at a loss of what to even get down with just because A, I'm over the holidays. I know that sounds bad. Thanksgiving has... <laughs> I love my family and I love the gathering of it, but it's like weird this year because who knows who's coming together and what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. And B, I'm just like, I just want a huge plate of macaroni and cheese and some Brussels sprouts beside it. I don't want to deal with all the extra fanfare. So there'll be pie. There's always pies, mm -hmm. but not pumpkin because I do not like pumpkin. Mm. Like I'll cook a whole pumpkin and do something weird with it. I just found out last year I didn't mind cooking like that, but I will not eat pumpkin pie. I can't tell you the last time I had pumpkin pie. I think that actually that's where my true aversions to Thanksgiving came from when I was a kid because there was always pumpkin pie and that was it. So yeah, sweet potato pie definitely is a thing. Sweet potato rolls are definitely a thing and randomized vegetables. But as far as like, I think maybe one year I did red beans and rice, cornbread, <laughs> nice. uh, cornbread stuffing and a squash. Just, it all depends on my mood that day or the mm -hmm. following days up to it on what is going to end up on that table. My cranberries, I don't think are like standard cranberries. Um, there used to be a jello one, but the vegan gelatin, it works. It just takes way too much time for one dish, I feel. So yeah. that got scratched. But outside of that, no, it's not a conventional meal at all. That's it's awesome. I mean, that's, that's, that's really like interesting to hear that like, yeah, we, we've he heard varying responses to this question, and yeah. yours is the first one. It's like, it's not anything. Like, it's just whatever I want, and that's that's kind of awesome. That's really freeing. That's really... <laughs> yeah. One year we did tacos for Christmas because I was over it. That sounds amazing. I don't know why I don't do tacos for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So, Doug, what do you think about that? Would you ever think about changing a holiday meal completely away, or how do you feel about some of the holiday food in general like do you, is there something that you really don't like yeah i mean i mean there there's i have had like alternative holiday meals before like um i remember one of the one of like the first christmases away where i wasn't like around my family like you know just just out of college like working i remember uh, I was all alone, which which just fine. Like I, I I didn't mind that at all. But I I really wanted to, uh, kind of recreate the like Christmas. Have you, have you seen a Christmas story? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah the one where like you know Ralphie will shoot your eye out like the little yep, kid and, and yeah the whole thing. So like at the end, of course, they have that scene where like 
you know, the turkey gets ruined. And so like the, the, the Christmas dinner is ruined. And so, but they end up finding out that like the Chinese restaurant in town is open. So they do their, their, their Christmas dinner at the Chinese restaurant. And, uh, it's like mildly racist, but like, whatever, like, it's still like a nice scene. Like I've always like, I, I'd really been kind of enchanted about the idea of just like ordering like Chinese takeout for, for Christmas. And so one year I did that. And honestly, like, it is a really good move. <laughs> I really like doing uh, Chinese takeout for Christmas. If it's if it's like if you're just like not in the mood, just ordering whatever you want, ordering just like a, a giant buffet of food for yourself or anyone that you're with, and just chowing down on that is um, is honestly one like one of my my favorite like holiday moves for dinner. Well, that that reminds me of like what you said. You know, the Christmas story of how. They ended up at like a Chinese restaurant, and I came across this, this, uh, these articles about the connection between Jewish Americans and Chinese Americans connection yeah. on Christmas, and how a lot of Jewish families eat Chinese food on Christmas because you know both cultures don't really celebrate Christmas, so they usually you know, yeah to go eat, they go to, they go eat chinese food and chinese food is kosher some you know as long as you're not you know eating any of the pork dishes and it's like there, there's there's because there's no dairy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so yeah no it that was also like another thing that i that i kind of had exposure to when i was um when i used to live out east was just like um spending the holidays with some of my friends who were jewish and they were yeah and they would like chinese food they would just have like a place they would go to on Christmas and that was really nice as well and so I really I don't know like I I enjoy it I don't do it as much anymore and honestly like maybe that's what I should do this year for Christmas <laughs> is maybe just I mean maybe not Chinese takeout maybe I'll make a bunch of, of dishes or, or try to make something like that would be an interesting challenge and yeah so I think we I mean growing up as a kid I remember my one of my aunts that we'll go visit you know, they will order Chinese food on Christmas because mm. we usually do our dinner on Christmas Eve. Christmas uh -huh. Eve is the big one. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we eat at Christmas Eve. So obviously, like, if you don't have any leftovers on Christmas Day. Well, what about you? Like, you, you've you just, we kind of talked about earlier, you, you this is the first year where you've done the, the super traditional Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving. Do you think you'll do that again? Or do you think you want to go back to, like, introducing other things? You know, what do you, what do you want to try? I think the one thing that I grew up for Christmas is having tamales, right? Like, Oh yeah. That's, that's for me. Like I cannot get tired. Especially like I cannot get tired of eating tamales. Like mm -hmm. Turkey can get kind of tiring. Yeah. And ham. Yeah. But tamales, that's, that's the thing that you has to be there for, for Christmas for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can okay, have a variety so, of them. So what, what, what do you think you would do without? What do you think it would be fine? If you had Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving or something, and you you'd be fine if it wasn't on the table, what's that? A generic pumpkin pie. Yeah. So pumpkin just pie because, is now at the bottom of your list. <laughs> yes. Just because like the more I think about it, like all the pies that I've had, pecan pie, like everything else has more texture than just like. Mm -hmm. It's like pumpkin pie wants to be a cheesecake, but it wasn't firm enough, and then mm -hmm. the whipped cream is what makes it good, or ice cream. Yeah. Also because we we came across this pie, we bought half a pie. It has figs, apples, pears, Ooh. and like a berry. It's phenomenal. That sounds like almost, it sounds so like old fashioned, almost like a mince pie or something like that. It's just like the, everything thrown in there. Yeah. Is it like really great. heavily spiced? 
No, like it's it, you can like taste the fruit in it. Oh wow! And then you know top it off with some scoop of ice cream. That sounds really good. Well, um, I'm sure we're gonna get lots of hate mail for the pumpkin pie comments. So make sure to send that to wearebeyondhungry at gmail.com. We'd love yes. to hear you uh, more on that. But next up, we've got Amara, uh, who is uh, the person behind. Uh, Palms Caribbean, another ghost kitchen or virtual restaurant, if you will, operating out of the Mickle Center here. Uh, we sat down and, and talked with him. He's going to be on season two. We sat down and talked with him about what's on his dinner table for the holidays. I, I just remember growing up, we, we had like two tables full of food. Like we had cornbread, we have jerk <laughs> stuff, we have rice, we'll have jello fries. You know, we have just food for so much for days, you know, and it was just lots of spices, different pastry bread, you know, different pies, like patties, like you, um, yeah. Uh, you eat the patties no, yes. um, at home with my wife at the tour for, with the culture here. And, um, I mean, her, so there was some day we spent Thanksgiving at her place, at her family, you know, it's a traditional, yeah. Um, baked turkey and I mean, turkey and all that and dressings and everything like that. So it was kind of in the, it was like similar in a sense, but like, I mean, it was not like as traditional as growing up and then to our current table, jerk the turkey up or just season the turkey, bring some, make a dish of jello fries, you know? So they'll usually make a big bowl of ginger juice, man. Like ginger, we drink ginger, if, even if you're not sick or sick or whatever. <laughs> so I look for, I always look for the big thing of ginger. And then my mom, she bring, she makes, she, to this day, she makes the best jello fries because she put everything on there. Mm-hmm. My stepmom, she put the shrimp, she put the ribs, everything in there. And it's just this big old thing and it's good. It's fire. So, and then she, her sauce, I kind of took her sauce and made my own duck. So she <laughs> made her own sauce. So I always look forward to hers. And then like my wife's side, her family, they make dressing. Uh, it's so fire, bro. And I use like, like homemade cranberry sauce. So we blend the two and then her mom, I think I make some good macaroni and cheese, but her mom makes some really good macaroni and cheese. So like we so it was like we're bringing bits and pieces from both mm-hmm. culture, but what you look forward to is like that ginger juice or that rice, you know. Like growing up, like there was so many different dishes there, like the fish, the achake, the fufu, mm-hmm. that uh, there's something called like cassava leaf. At the end of the day, just having them come over is always a blessing, bro. I thought that was really interesting. I, you know, I haven't had. Like, because my family doesn't really do holiday meals much anymore, I haven't had that sort of issue that Amara has with, or not issue, but that, like, that stark difference between holiday meals, between, like, his family and his wife's family. Uh, I'm curious, David, is that something that you you deal with as well? Is that, like, I imagine those are very different meals between your family's holiday meal and Megan's family's holiday meal. Megan's family is, like, it's big, and they do it big. So, like, it's... (laughs) As soon as you walk into the aunt's house, who's hosting it, uh, mm-hmm. her name is Karina. As soon as you you walk in, it's like you you should be on high alert, caffeine, because like you might be <laughs> moving some furniture around, or getting stuff, or going to pick up something. Like mm-hmm. just just that alone, like not even like just, like there's differences in the food, of course, because you have you know like the Filipino food, and then obviously it's American food is like in there tied in, and then you have like desserts. Um, which desserts Megan's family takes very seriously. There's a dessert table. Oh, oh, I like that. But essentially, like the ambiance immediately. Like my, my family's a little bit toned down, kind of more relaxed. Football in the background. You know, we'll have yeah. some like card games. Everyone's drinking some some beer or 
um, you know, usually for Christmas, my brother gets like coquito from his friend. It's a Puerto Rican, you know, drink. And so it's a little bit more like chill. Like, and then with, with the Megan's family, it's like, boom, it's like fast, 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 fast. Everything's moving, <laughs> moving parts, moving parts. And then you have like the break before food, you know, then it gets quiet. Like everyone's eating and then it's like clean up, boom, 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 boom. Like it's just so much more fast paced. I want to talk about that, the, the sort of like, you might have to move furniture. I, I'm imagining this, and I imagine this is one of those like largeness celebrations where people are being asked to bring like every potential flat surface to like join into like a giant mega table. Like you're getting card tables out, you're you're, you're dragging things in from the hallway. Is that what you mean? Yeah, or like moving the couches to set up like the folding tables. And, oh, dang. <laughs> you know, and... And it and it's and it's pretty extreme because also like they have, they have families like you know they have cousins who will have like their Thanksgiving lunch right or their Christmas, mm. Christmas lunch and then they'll make a stop, over here so like not only like are you eating there's people <laughs> coming while you're eating like they're I coming, see like to visit for to their family, which also like I am used to dinners, I want to ask you are you a lunch. I always thought Thanksgiving and Christmas were dinners. Like people ate dinner, not lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So that it actually is really interesting. I also like grew up where it was dinner. Um, with Shelby's family, it is lunch, I think. And so like, and I do know like people where like, it's really like Thanksgiving lunch or it's Christmas lunch or something like that. But like, yeah, for me growing up, it was always like dinner was like the big thing. And so, and I think even, I don't know when you talk about like the the more informal, less family uh, celebrations like Friendsmas or Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. Those have always been dinners, uh, which which I think makes sense. So if you're going to do lunch with your family, but then you're going to go hang out with your friend, then doing dinner with your friends actually makes sense. So like I'm actually not opposed to the family lunch, you know, holiday thing as long as you can like spend time with your friends afterwards. So our final guest uh, also being season two is Sita from Whole Damn Woman, who used to be DSM food lover, I believe, but then she transitioned to Whole Damn Woman to cover more aspects of, of her life, of her whole self. Um, she's a food blogger and social justice educator and consultant. Check her out. <laughs> and everything will be on the table at noon and you pass to the left. And I mean, it is, <laughs> it is I stereotypically as German as you can get. So, um, but it's, my my aunt-in-law makes um like they make homemade noodles everything is is made from scratch so you've got noodles you've got um pot roast you've got they don't do ham or turkey which i kind of love because (laughs) i i love that they do something a little different um mashed potatoes not stuffing but dressing which is the thing i had to learn about Mm. um you know, homemade gravy. Um, it, it, it's the same meal for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. And um, for a very long time in like June, I'd start craving that meal because those are the only two times of the year that we did that. Um, and I'm like, I married, I married well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that as much as I love my family's cooking, that was something different. And um, it was nice to see, mm. but my husband's family they do everything from scratch and it's just it's remarkable to watch honestly i want to talk about christmas breakfast because (laughs) i honestly like i i've never put those two words together i don't even remember if i've ever eaten breakfast on christmas so i find this like (laughs) fascinating 
because uh, usually, like, growing up as a kid, it was just, like, a mad dash downstairs to get the gifts. <laughs> I feel like I've hyped it up more than it probably is. I mean, she, she makes a little bit of everything. So, literally, it's um, hash browns, and she makes, like, two versions of hash browns, just, like, naked hash browns, and then one with, like, onions and stuff. And she does make those from scratch. Um, biscuits and gravy, not from scratch. Um, but it doesn't matter when you're a kid. You're like, whatever. Um, <laughs> biscuits and gravy is good. It's just, it's just good. It doesn't matter where it comes from. <laughs> no. Um, there's usually bacon. There's usually ham. There's scrambled eggs. There's um, her pancakes. My mother makes – my husband calls them sugar bombs. <laughs> Because there's a lot of sugar in them, but there's they're like little silver dollar pancakes. They're tiny and um, and they're sweet. And I literally just walk in the kitchen and grab them and eat them like all day. Like they're my favorite thing ever. And they're very dense. And they're my people would probably be like, these are terrible. These are not like fluffy pancakes. And so like my husband makes light fluffy pancakes, and I was like, these aren't pancakes. Like what are these? You know, like the McDonald's like light fluffy. I was like, I don't even understand those pancakes. I want my mom's. And then, you know, there's usually some, you know, people bring dessert or make dessert. Like my husband will make cookies and we just put it all on the dining table and we just eat that all day long. And then we don't have anything traditional for dinner. So, yeah, it's just it's the all day breakfast. And it's I'm sure I'm forgetting some of the stuff that she makes because there's so much. It's just it's just food everywhere. All right, David. So what do you think of Sita's uh, Christmas breakfast? (laughs) Is this something that you might adopt? Maybe depends if I'm not the one cooking. If I'm not the cooking, uh. if I'm not cooking dinner or lunch <laughs> before I'm like, I'm like beat right. Like I'm eating yeah. leftovers, like keeping it as simple as possible. <laughs> but if if I'm in charge of just brunch, I'm in for brunch, and I think it'll be nice to do it. Like I'm not the one cooking to yeah. kind of change up from like eating leftovers for five days in a row, right? Yeah. How yeah, about I, you, Doug? I, I, I mean, I like the idea of a Christmas or, or whatever, a day after or maybe morning of brunch or breakfast, anything like that. That does actually sound good to me because, uh, you know, because like we were talking about earlier, like there's this idea that like these holiday meals are like lunch or dinner, but no one ever talks about breakfast. And so like I'm intrigued. It's something that I'd like to try um, in the future. Maybe, maybe Maybe this Christmas I'll try it, but um i'm curious like what do you eat what did what did you eat the day after thanksgiving in the morning or did you like sleep in well megan made some uh cinnamon rolls Ooh, so we had we had like just like light um just like a cinnamon roll and then we ate we kind of like uh you know we're you know you wake up still full so i kind of (laughs) like we adopted like the way you know they eat in mexico Usually, like, in Mexico, you eat breakfast, like, at 10 o'clock, right? And then you eat, like, uh, okay. lunch at 3 or, like, 2 o'clock and then mm-hmm. dinner late. So we just had a small snack, which is, like, the cinnamon roll. And then, you know, you're, you're still full. So, like, around 3 or 4 is when you eat your mm-hmm. lunch. And that was, like, leftovers. Yeah. Okay, so when you say leftovers, like, are you doing anything to them? Or are you just having the same meal again, just heating it up in the microwave? Dude, it's a, it's the same. You have to have the same meal because you have the other flavors are like now have soaked in and oh, have settled. Okay. So, so when see. you heat it up the next day, it's like it's it can better. be a compl- it's better. <laughs> that's that's actually a really good point. I've I've never thought about that. Um, 
but you're right like i i mean i always try to do something different the next day like i mean use the same pieces and use the leftovers i try to like combine them into something new but um but you're right like many of the dishes are better especially because there's so many casseroles like the stuffing i feel like was much better the day after oh yeah uh like it was so good the day after uh when i used it for like a breakfast thing and uh the green bean casserole is better and like so many of the things are better and uh, like honestly like i i don't like chicken after it's had like a day you know really soak in all the flavor and then you get to reheat it and put it into something else so like i did like a fried rice today uh which was really great with some of the leftover stuffing and some of the Mm -hmm. leftover chicken and really hit the spot Especially with like the meats, right? They finally get the that extra time of rest. You're right. Than when you had it at dinner. So, but yeah, brunch. I feel like also my experience with brunch is you also get really it's a lot of food. So it's like to have dinner and you're already like full and in a coma, and to wake up and be like, <laughs> you know what I want to be in another coma. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think I think younger me definitely wanted that. Was <laughs> just like just put me in another coma uh not not me today um but i can i can understand the uh, the impulse i mean i like the idea of just like like i think one of the things that's missing from most like holiday meals is like eggs and i love eggs and so like being able to like take some of the leftovers and incorporate them with eggs somehow you know or just put like a really nice like jammy yolked uh egg on top of you know, the leftover sounds really, really good to me. Oh, so. what we've been doing. So we had a, a little ham that we started eating before Thanksgiving. So like, hey, let's have something. You no, know, we had a little ham. We'll eat it up to Thanksgiving. We'll have the turkey. So one thing that Megan would, would do, and it's really good, like we'll cut up the ham mm-hmm. and we'll like, you know, like saute it on a, on a skillet and I'll get it brown mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. Nice. And we'll pour put that chopped ham on like white rice. Mm. And then we make like a sunny side eggs on top of that and we have the runny yolk with the ham yeah i think one year i think it was last year what i did is i took the leftovers the next day i took some like stuffing and potatoes and uh and we had a we'd had a ham so i put some ham on there and we had some like just slices of like sandwich cheese and i took like the gravy from something and then i fried up an egg and i basically made like a sort of thanksgiving croque monsieur or croque madame um just like layering everything and then throwing the the gravy and then the egg on top and it was like honestly one of the better things that i've done with leftovers <laughs> in a long time so i i didn't do that this time but um maybe next year i'll give that a shot all right well uh that's it for us today you can find us at we are beyond hungry on instagram and on facebook and uh please stay tuned season two is coming at you real soon and as always, send any questions or comments to wearebeyondhungry at gmail.com. Let us know what you made for Thanksgiving, what you're planning to make for, for Christmas or other, other holidays that you celebrate with your family. And let us know of like what you miss of your, your previous holidays, you know, because of COVID. As always, if you have it in your hearts, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or however you rate podcasts. And uh, thanks again to Bo Brenton for our music. You can find him at B-E-A-U-B-R-E-N-T-O-N. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Happy holidays. Stay hungry.